You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dan Feldman here. Welcome to Locked On Pistons. You can follow Locked On Pistons on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. The Pistons unveiled their new logo today, uh, and I use the term new as loosely as possible. This is pretty much the exact same logo the Pistons had throughout the 80s and into the 90s a little bit. And I like it because I like that old logo. And uh, this is, again, pretty much the same. There's slight differences. The red and blue are slightly different shades. The font is a little different. That's probably the biggest difference. Uh, And then the most annoying difference is that there is a gray outline around Excuse me. A chrome outline around it. I think that's the official color that it is. Uh, It just doesn't do much for me. I like the old logo. Uh, So I have no complaints. I'm happy the Pistons are, for all intents and purposes, going back to the old logo. But I don't see this as anything really other than that, except for it's just a little different enough so people with some old gear need to buy new gear. Like, that's the extent of the differences. Uh, And, of course, the Pistons are unveiling this today for the lottery. This will be the logo that the Pistons have on the stage when they're at the lottery, represented by Jeff Bauer. Very on-brand. This is what the Pistons do now lately. They go to the lottery. So debut their, their logo on this big night for the Pistons. This is their chance. This is, this is their playoffs. Yeah, they went to the playoffs last year. That was an off-brand year, apparently. Going to the lottery, this, this is what they do, and this was the grand night to display this new logo. You can probably tell I'm not super enthusiastic about it, but I am happy that they are going back to the, to the old logo, and really that's how we should refer to it. They're going back to the old logo, and that's good. They should have just stuck with the old logo. The only benefit of switching logos when they went through that terrible teal era in the 90s is that they could switch away from teal because it truly was exciting when they went back to red, white, and blue. Like That was invigorating in part because it came at a time when they were moving forward as a franchise where they were starting to walk into that that championship contention. Now, at the time, we didn't realize that this was going to become a championship team so quickly. But they were clearly on a good track. Joe Dumars was in charge. He came in. He was bringing things back how they used to be restoring the Pistons to glory, like it fit. The teal fit the teal era, and then they very nicely wrapped a bow on it. I don't think this is a dramatic enough change, and I'm not sure the team is about to take this leap forward to coincide with this new logo, and presumably uh, at least slightly new jerseys. I guess everybody's getting slightly new jerseys with Nike coming on Uh, so there could be at least minor changes Uh, but with the new logo i think we'll see some changes and so i i think this move is just more about hey they're going downtown that's why they want to do something different that's why they want this change now which is fine again i'm happy they're going back to the old logo i just find it a little silly that they're unveiling it for the lottery as if the lottery is this big event and maybe that's just, you know, good marketing. Maybe that's the right move for them. I find it silly because the lottery is silly. And I'm going to spend the rest of this podcast ranting about how the lottery is silly. Let's start with this. The silliest part of the lottery is the coverage of the lottery. 
the Pistons have a 2.5% chance of moving into the top three. That is a fact. The Pistons have a 2.5% chance of moving into the top three. That's what you get because they are the number 12 seed in the lottery. But the number 12 seed in the lottery has moved up only once in the history of the lottery. So because the, the 12 seed has moved up only once, what are the Pistons' odds of moving up? 2.5%. Now, but here's the other thing you got to look at. The Pistons have only moved up in the lottery once in their history. So what does that mean the Pistons' odds of moving up in the lottery are? 2.5%. I hate these articles that come out every year with, oh, the history of teams in this position. That doesn't change the odds. It doesn't change the odds. You have your number of combinations, not to your number of ping pong balls, and that's my next point. You have your number of combinations, and that's what it is. The history of it doesn't matter. If you flip a coin 10 times and get heads, a fair coin 10 times and get heads every time, what are the odds of getting heads on the 11th flip? It's still 50%. Just because there was randomness in the past uh, does not mean that it's going to influence the future in these truly random draws. I hate it every year. I hate how people talk about it. Be smarter than that. I'm guessing if you're listening to the show, if you're the type of a fan who's staking out a daily Pistons podcast, you're smarter than this. So feel superior for a second that you're smarter than this. And if you're not, do better. Here's the other thing that annoys me about the lottery, but is not as important. It doesn't change the, the context, the understanding of how it works in a meaningful way. But it's just something I'm going to be nitpicky about. I'm going to be nitpicky about the lottery today. Do you know how many ping pong balls the Pistons have in the lottery tonight? Zero. Do you know how many ping pong balls the 76ers have? Zero. Teams don't get ping pong balls. They get combinations. There are 14 ping pong balls placed in a hopper numbered 1 through 14, and teams get a certain number of combinations. So teams don't gain or lose ping pong balls by winning late in the season. They gain or lose combinations, and that's super nitpicky, and I feel a little bad bringing it up, but it's been bothering me. It bothers me every year when people say ping pong balls, not casual fans, and not, you know, a lot of people can be in tune with basketball and not know that, uh, but people who should know better, who cover the lottery, who, who cover especially the Pistons because they've been in the lottery so often, but this is not anything specific to Pistons coverage. It's just how the lottery is covered, and it bugs me. All right, here's the last thing I want to talk about with the lottery. The lottery is not rigged, at least not for the reasons people say. There is one plausible way I've heard where the lottery theoretically could be rigged. I do not think the lottery is rigged, but there's one plausible way it could be. So let's start with the ways it's not. People talk about, well, why do they do it how they do it? They do it behind the scenes in a closed room and then reveal the selections on TV about 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever exactly later. So why do they do it like that? Well, because if you're picking combinations and the team that had the worst record is most likely to get the top pick, the way you pick the teams is in order. So the first team to get drawn out, the first team's combinations to get drawn out, 
that's who wins the lottery. The second team gets the second pick, and the third team whose combinations are drawn out gets the third pick. So you do that behind the scenes, or else there'd be no drama. When they do it on TV, they go 14 to 1, revealing it. So it adds a little more excitement. I get why the league does it that way. I'm not sure if it's better. I really think the most exciting way to do it, publish the list of combinations. Publish, you know, the 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 Celtics get combinations 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 5, 1, 2, 3, 6, and have the whole list of combinations each team gets. And then pull out the balls, do that live on TV, and let let fans, let viewers scramble to see whose combination it was. That would be exciting. I think that'd be more exciting than how the league does it now, but I at least get the logic. It doesn't allow the league to fix it. There's a representative of each team in that room. You think each team's representative is going to be okay with that? Be okay with a fake lottery where the team that, that the NBA wants gets the top picks? No, they're not going to be okay with that. So that's, that's not a good explanation if you believe the lottery is fixed. Here's another reason it's not fixed. The idea that oh, if it were real, they'd put it on, on video. Well, number one, they do. Tomorrow, you're going to see the NBA, probably on YouTube or somewhere, is going to publish the actual drawing. They're going to they're gonna post the actual drawing. They do it every year now. You can watch it. Now, it's not going to be live for the reasons I just said, but you can see it. Here's the other thing. Which lottery has drawn the most conspiracy theories? It's one they did out in front of everybody. The lottery used to work differently. It used to be every team that missed the playoffs had the same chance. So they'd put each team on an envelope and put it in this big hopper. This is how they, they did the very first lottery. This is when the Knicks got Patrick Ewing. They did it right in front of everybody. And there's a conspiracy about a frozen envelope. Doing it live doing it in front of everybody, that's not going to quiet the conspiracy talk. You can't say, oh, well, the first one was rigged, and now all these other ones are rigged because they won't do it live. They did the first one live and on TV. Didn't stop the conspiracy theories. Now, I'm going to tell you the one way it could potentially be rigged. I don't think it is. I do not think the lottery is rigged. But the one way it could be, the numbers are not assigned randomly the combinations are not assigned randomly so the celtics do have one two three four one two three five one two three six so certain teams are more likely to have certain numbers the balls that go in the hopper the ping pong balls numbered one through 14 they could be weighted they could be weighted in a way that would make them more or less likely to come up now this would not offer complete control but it could tilt the odds toward or against certain teams. Nobody in the room would have to know. Maybe the person who puts the ping pong balls in the room would have to know. Maybe they would feel the weight of difference. I'm not sure. But whoever delivers the balls could weight them differently. Now, I don't think this is happening. I don't think this is happening. I think too many people would have to know about it. Uh, the lottery's run by a a uh, law firm that does other business outside of the NBA, their reputation is on the line for the integrity of it. I don't think they would risk that uh, for this. I don't think the league office would risk it for this. I think too many people would have to know and nobody can keep a secret. But if it were going to be rigged, well, I think that's something that would 
pass a lot of the tests that people complain about, or at least the, the tests people bring up to defend the lottery being pure. Because you could do it without anybody in that back room knowing. You could even do that on live TV. Again, I don't think it's rigged. But I also don't think the Pistons are going to get a, a top pick. You know why? Because that's what the math says. 2.5%, the Pistons move up. That's it, 2.5%. Don't look at the history of the number 12 pick or the Pistons history. You can look at the Pistons history in one regard, and I do like looking at it this way, just narratively. It's not a judgment on math, and as long as it's framed that way, I'm down with it. Narratively, look at The Pistons have never benefited from moving up in the lottery. They moved up once. I bet you know who they took. If you don't remember, his name was Darko Milicic. There were a couple players who went after him who might have been a little better. So you can say narratively, the Pistons have never benefited from moving up in the lottery. That is true, and that's interesting in its own way. It has nothing to do with the Pistons' odds this year. The chances Detroit moves up, 2.5%. Is that enough for you to be excited? It is for me. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to be paying attention to the lottery. I hope for the 2.5%, but recognize the odds are strongly against it. It's not a league-wide conspiracy to to punish the Pistons if they don't move up. 2.5%. That's what it is. We'll see how it goes. We'll talk about the lottery tomorrow. You can follow Lockdown Pistons on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is David Locke, founder of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks so much for tuning in to your favorite Lockdown Podcast. We have something really special going on here. We are the only daily local podcast format in the country and we're one of the only places for local companies to be able to advertise on a podcast serving the fans the listeners that want your product locally no other podcast network does this for you and that's why we want you to advertise right here on your favorite locked on podcast our audience is 98 percent male it's about 77 percent between the ages of 25 and 54 and also 77 percent between 18 and 44 so you're hitting the core demographic if your company wants men 25 to 54 or 18 to 44, then you should advertise right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'd love to have you. Our rates are reasonable. It's all based on the amount of listens. So you can email me, David Locke, at dlock 9 at gmail.com or contact your host. We'd love to have you aboard joining in with the great success that we're having on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.